Retro Hangover, supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Studstill Smash, the Milkman, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Masked Keaton, Andrew Liguori, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, The Backlog, Thunderdome Gaming Society, Lucas Lobo, Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Keith Gasper, Dave Jackson, Eric Guess, Kayla Jackson, Nomad from the Retro Wildlands Podcast, and Ash Event. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to the next episode of Retro Hangover. gamers welcome to the podcast where we manage mutilated mangled menstruating murderous mutants this is retro hangover i am your co-host chris copleen with nintendo host lp dick tiger and special guest daniel dick wad carroll from retro wars podcast and as always your host shane haptic You know, I would have preferred Dick Dragon in a half shell. I think it rolls off the tongue a lot better, but you know, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> also, while I am generally a fan of the alliteration at the beginning, I have to mention that this one sounded basically like the plot of an SVU episode, and I'm concerned. Oh, I I don't want to know what happens in SVU. I have not watched that show in a long time. I'm very <laughs> concerned about what happens on that show now. Obviously, a lot of menstruating. Yeah, that's oh, definitely apparently. the one Ugh. thing from that that we're picking out there. Also, ah. for the record, there's only one menstruating mutant that I'm aware of, and I do not recognize her as canon, so... <laughs> uh, there's two. Wait, where are we? <laughs> what? <laughs> there's two menstruating mutant turtles. Who? Yeah. Yeah, it's pointing out there. What's the other one? Well, Venus. Yeah. That's that's the turtle boobs. That's the turtle. Right, yeah. And Jenica. I don't even know what the fuck Jenica is. Okay. <laughs> Jenica's the recent one. She's the recent Oh, that's probably why. But, but everyone likes Jenica. She's good. Does she have turtle boobs too? Uh no, she is gay. Okay. Oh. She has a pig lover. I'm a white what? So, ha, but that's like it's like a, it's a, it's a female pig. It's a, it's a sow, right? Oh, well, we're all whipping out those terms. Yes, she is a sow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Welcome to the FarmersOnly.com podcast. <laughs> Listen, I'm writing all this down so I can reference, <laughs> learn. You know, uh, even as a, a self-proclaimed fan of the Ninja Turtles, like apparently shit's getting wild. I did not know that that happened at all. Turtles having sex with pigs. <laughs> What's this world coming to? This is part of the IDW franchise. They're kind uh, of taking a lot of the lore now, and they they with their new comic. 
and they introduced um, a not another turtle in the sense it was a, car- a human character called Jenica, and she basically went over to Splinter's side for reasons I'm not going to go on to because we've got all, I'm got all day, and she gets stabbed right. by Karai and needs a blood transfusion, gets a blood transfusion from Leo, and fucks her up and turns her into a turtle. And she is now oh. considered um, the fifth turtle. She has a yellow headband, and her weapons are like, you know, imagine like Wolverine, mm. those Wolverine gauntlets you have on. Like Vega. Yeah, yeah. Them. That's her weapon. Yeah, he roll, he duck, he tank, he claw. <laughs> I mean, she but to crawl. <laughs> a crawl. The real question is, 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 is she safe to Google? Yes. She, probably not. <laughs> safe search on, probably. As far as I know, it's not a Gardevoir incident, so I think you should be okay to Google her name. Uh, okay. Okay, so it, just before we go too much more off track, I'm just curious. So in this IDW run or whatever, is is Karai Shredder's daughter? Correct. Yes, Okay. She just is. want to make sure that that's that consistency, because... I was I was rewatching the uh, the the most recent well I guess second most recent now animated yeah. turtles show because they had a couple uh, I think the first one or two episodes I think were on Netflix recently and so I was watching through that again and I was like oh right Karai and that whole thing I like that series in any case this is a video game podcast <laughs> when we're here today to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Nintendo Entertainment System yeah. I love video games. Video games are great. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the show, Danny, Daniel Carroll from the Retro Wars podcast. Uh, We've all heard you talk so far, but formally introducing you. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I'm just derailing your show here. Just talking about turtles. I just love turtles so much. It's not my fault. How I was raised. I'm sure. Oh, I think everyone here loves the turtles to some extent. I hope I like turtles. I like turtles. Yes. And there's Tiger back once again, our our loyal Nintendo host. How are you doing, Tiger? Hello, I'm back. You make a great zombie. What zombie? What? Never mind. <laughs> I'm, refer- I'm referencing a meme from apparently 20 years ago. It's fine. Ah, yes, I do like turtles. Yes, and that's like why turtles. I'm here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to uh, bring back my childhood. In uh, well, we'll talk about if it's a good thing or not. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for both being here. As I said, we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But uh, before we get into that, and also hi, Shane. Hi. I completely skipped over that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just here. It's fine. <laughs> we talk about the games that we have been playing. And uh, since this is your first time on the show, Danny, how about uh, you talk to us about what, what you've been playing recently? Ah, uh, well, obviously, for a bit of research, I've been playing this bastard of a game. I'm trying to get through it as quick as I can. Uh, thank you, Powerfunga Collection. Genius. I've also been playing a bit of Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh my god, what a gem that is. And just, you know, to you know, go back into a bit of nostalgia, I whipped up Sonic 2. Great game. Absolutely had a great time. Loved it. Mwah. Meh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mostly been Metroid Prime. Mostly Metroid Prime Remastered. Just trying to get through that and really, it's again, it's like reliving the child. I played that a long time ago and it's just such a good remaster. I can't wait to play it myself. Picked it up. The boy's been playing it, but uh, obviously because I'm me, I, I haven't gotten into it yet. Probably won't for like another 10 years. I look forward to it. You should. Well, you should. By that time, we're going to have the other two. So yeah, better get on with it. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Tiger, how about yourself? What have you been playing other than breaking your legs on like marathons? So unfortunately, I have not played much in my span since I've been last on this podcast because I was convinced to start playing Final Fantasy 14. Oh, no. no. Yes. And I didn't realize what I well, I did realize what I was getting into getting into, but I didn't know that the the, the, I didn't look at the depth with my eyes. Uh, I was just told <laughs> how deep the hole goes. Your special eyes. I'm really enjoying my time, actually. I've always been a Final Fantasy fan, but I've never really been an MMO fan. I've never liked MMOs. I've never played an MMO more than like a week mm. because it never really appealed to me. But now that my wife was convinced to play because she has a best friend who is a Final Fantasy 14 fanatic, along with a lot of her close friends, and she has jumped in on this. Uh, discord community that that her best friend has created and i am now in it with them just kind of as a hey happy birthday i guess i'll start playing the game too Uh, (laughs) and i really enjoy my time because it's kind of i kind of see it as uh reading a big fantasy book that i'm not much of a reader personally but This game is like reading a book because of all the different dialects and, you know, every time I play the game, I have to have dictionary.com up because I'm looking up (laughs) words left and right that I've never heard of before. It's really opening my eyes to like his like history in general. I can't really think of any examples right now, but I'm really enjoying my time with Final Fantasy 14 and I'm about I think there's five expansions. And I'm on the fourth one now. So we've like blazed through it in like two months. So I've already passed the trial and I'm now paying for it. So hooray for me. Hooray. Has anyone here played it? I have. For like five minutes. You said five? Yeah, I I, I played up until I want to say I think I got up to like level 40 something. I want to play it one day, but I think I'd lose my life. I love Final Fantasy, but I just think it's, I just don't have the time for an MMO. I think it's just literally. Fair enough to anyone who does it, but I just do not have the, the, the time. I'm in the same boat. Well, that's yeah. And that that's the thing is like I was huge into, well, MMOs in general, but specifically WoW for quite a long time. And that was just like that was like the dark ages of my gaming like career because just nothing else happened except for WoW <laughs> for like almost a good decade. So I, I contribute like most of my backlog to to that particular stint and that's the thing is like if you really get sucked into an mmo like it's you almost have like no time to play anything else yes and that's what it feels like right now it feels like okay my backlog is now stacking up and hooray me but this is what (laughs) i've gotten into so that's me that that's my life right now (laughs) yeah i i totally get it so it is what it is how about you shane uh, well, let's see. Uh, no, no MMOs really, uh, for me <laughs> right now. Although I did briefly, and I'm probably not going to do too much more because of technical problems actually, but I, I was dipping myself back into Age of Conan because like I, I actually played that when it first came out and at the time it was like pretty unique. I mean, the, the battle system was very cool. It still is by the way. And the graphics were actually very impressive, especially for an MMO at the time. And so I played it with a few friends back in the day. 
and it's still around. It's called Age of Conan Unchained now. Apparently pretty free to play friendly. It's off the chain. Which is nice. So I, uh, I reinstalled it. My, my original character was actually still there, which is impressive. But I started up a new character that immediately ran into like a bunch of issues. Like the game would just crash for no reason. And come, come to find out Funcom is maybe not maintaining the game very well. And the community is well aware of it. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it's on life support, which is kind of unfortunate. But yeah, try, try that out for a little bit. Besides that, though. I recently got into a game called Nomad Survival, which, uh, as the name might imply, is definitely a vampire survivors clone, but a pretty good one. It, it does some things different that I like. I, I've put how much do I got? I got like eh, like four or five hours into it so far this week, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying that one. So I'm gonna play through that one a little bit more. Try to unlock more more stuff. Had a little bit of a pause on Elden Ring, although I am like right near the end finally that journey may come to a close at least until the dlc comes out so ready dlc yep (laughs) (laughs) last but not least i uh if you were on our sunday stream then you probably saw i was playing a little bit of a game called home sweet home which is a first person horror survival game based in thai mythology which is pretty interesting so i'm going to be seeing if i can wrap up that playthrough on our our next Sunday stream that I am, I am, uh, hosting. So that should be good. But yeah, I think that's, that's most of it for me right now. What about you, Chris? What, what you got going on? Well, since everyone will be listening to this, uh, starting on April 30th of this year, uh, I'm just happy that we are like done through this stint and that you're almost back in the United States. Shane, I'm Mm. happy about that Yes, because Getting through Shining Force 2, StarCraft, and Final Fantasy 13 in less than a month is making me crazy. <laughs> that, that's the games I've been playing. They are long games in real time. I'm actually still, we haven't recorded any of these episodes yet. You know, we'll peek past the podcast here, but like Final Fantasy 13, I'm still like in the early stages of. I just want to say this. I'm sorry, John, but I thought it was really funny. Hopefully this pans out anyway. But Final Fantasy 13 is what I'm currently working on. So it's all been stuff for the show with like short little stints here and there. Uh, we streamed Moondancer. Moondancer is a lot of fun for Steam. That's a that's a shmup. And I had a lot of fun with that. Shane got me this game called Zero Ranger for my birthday. Thank you, Shane. Sure. That game is hard as balls. <laughs> I played that for about 15 minutes and realized if I really want to get the most out of that, I have to sit down and really focus on it. That's also a shmup. Oh, that's hard. I beat a game called Florence which is about 45 minutes long. And I plan on doing a quick rapid fire rambling, rambling freely review is what I now call them. Mm, Uh, But this one's going to be rapid because if I spend 20 minutes talking about it, that's longer than the game. I think it's a nice little jaunt. Probably shouldn't spend more than $2 on it, but I'll get, I'll save that for the Patreon exclusive content. So if you want to check that out, go to our Patreon. Well, that's the $5 tier, which comes with a 14 day free trial, much like final fantasy 14 tiger. Hmm. There you go. That's what I've been playing recently. All right. Well, I, I suppose we, we probably ought to just talk about them, them, them turtle boys who, who don't cut them no slack. They don't. And Shane, mm. I've been to your house before. Yes. Both of them. And I remember your shrine <laughs> to these turtles. So I don't think there's anyone better suited to give a brief history <laughs> on this of in this group than yourself. So Shane. Yes. Why don't you take it away with a brief history? With Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
for the Nintendo Entertainment System. is 1984. A brand new comic book is about to drop that, unbeknownst to its creators, will define pop culture for much of the next decade. What was meant to be a satire of Marvel's Daredevil, among other things, would take the world by storm. In 1987, that comic would mutate into a Saturday morning cartoon that would enrapture children across America, and the rest is history. There's no denying that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a bona fide phenomenon during the mid-80s and early 90s. And, like most successful IPs, it was legally required to spread into every other form of media imaginable. This, of course, would include video games. Stepping up to the plate would be formerly renowned developer Konami. Their end product would include all four heroes in a half-shell attempting to stop the evil Shredder and his polymorphing ray from terrorizing what we assume is New York City, and somehow also turning their mentor Splinter, a man-sized anthropomorphic rat for those who aren't aware, back into his human form, Hamato Yoshi. While it's unclear what sources the developers used for inspiration, most signs pointed to the original comic run, which was demonstrably different from the animated antics kids were accustomed to. This is evidenced by such things as the complete omission of alien villain Krang, the turtles all having the same red-colored headbands on the cover art, oddly designed and or completely out of place enemies not associated with the series canon, among other things. Not everything was unfamiliar, however. Despite the uniform face-covering colors of the cover, the Turtle Boys were sporting their signature hues in the game proper, and notable henchmen Bebop and Rocksteady made their presence known as well. Despite these inconsistencies, Konami would release the game to the media-mongering masses on May 12, 1989 in Japan, and in North America on June 25th under Konami's Ultra label. Europe would eventually get their hands on the game as well on August 17th of 1990. Critical reception at the time was mostly positive, pointing to its graphics and controls, with a few outliers finding the game disappointing at best. Regardless, Turtle Mania was in full swing, so the game still went on to sell over 4 million units worldwide, making it the 11th best-selling NES game of all time. Not everything would end quite so well for the game, however, as it would be repopularized on YouTube 17 long years later by none other than the angry video game nerd as being a absolute atrocity of a game. 
This sentiment would carry over to the game's Wii Virtual Console release in 2007, where publications almost unanimously decried the game as being subpar, to put it mildly. Regardless, this original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is the one fans of the show associate the Turtles with, even if many of them don't really appreciate the game in the slightest. While one could say its legacy carried with it a plethora of sequels, none of those games quite resemble this release at all. Was this game a mistake, or just an underappreciated gem weighed down by the lambasting of recency bias? And that is your brief history of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. All right. Thank you, Shane. How starved were we for turtles in the late 80s, early 90s that this somehow became the 11th best selling game for the Nintendo? Mm. I don't understand. You know, I kind of feel like it's less about like, man, we sure do want turtles content and more about like, man, we sure don't have a way to know this game sucks balls before we buy it. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> a lot of bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> It's right there with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It's like, it's a classic. Oh, wow, these games must be great. It's an all-time classic. Sold millions and millions of copies. So I'm sure that all of us are going to have pleasant stories to tell about this game today. I am quite looking forward to it. I mean, hey, like on the plus side, you know, in Harry Potter's favor, at least, I mean, maybe, at least that game, you know, started out good. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, it's, what do you mean it started out good? It just sounds shit from the beginning. Uh, you know, I mean, it, that's the thing. That's what I pointed out in that episode, though, is that that was like the whole reason we even talked about that game, because I played it for like two hours on the stream once, like three years ago or something. And I was like, hey, you know what? This is not that bad. It's like a cute little 3D platformer. Seems pretty like inoffensive. Like this could be good. I was very wrong. And that game is deceptive. And you know what? Props to this game here for at least just coming right out. and sucking from minute one it knows what it's it, it knows what it's it's about you know the first step yeah sorry did that spoil things i don't know i i, I think we and thank you for coming back everybody <laughs> you know what I, I don't think this game sucks i'm gonna put it i don't think it does I don't, I don't, all right good it's hard as balls don't get me wrong but i don't think it sucks okay i think we're gonna go half and half here <laughs> i'm looking forward to it mm, yeah this is gonna be fun to kick things off, as we are wont to do, we talk about our personal experiences with this game. So, hey, Tiger, how about you kick this one off and let us know your history with, with the original Turtles game here? Oh, boy. Yeah. So I was, as most were, as a kid in the 80s, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fanatic. I loved me some Michelangelo. I wanted so badly to be a party dude in my adult years and <laughs> kind of had that moment. You know, thanks, Michelangelo. Ninja Turtles, when I don't know when I got it or how I got it, you know, I was six years old, 1989. I just know that I had it for the NES system when I was a kid and I played the living hell fuck out of that game. And of course, the main thing that everyone remembers is the underwater level mm. and getting through the seaweed part. Like, mm. and that was like my, that was the biggest barrier for me as a kid. It's funny because I played it recently going through it and 
uh, I was just like, oh, this wasn't so bad. He just switched turtles. But I, I feel like at the time, like I didn't know. Like I could just switch turtles before I die. I just kept dying. And I was like, why? <laughs> and I kept trying with each turtle. One of my biggest memories is that I wanted to beat this game so badly because I kept dying on the underwater part that I somehow got a hold of a VHS tape, which was kind of like a tips and tricks of how to beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and three other games that I've never played. And I watched this VHS tape over and over and over and over again. And it did help me to a point where I could get past the underwater part. But I remember never being able to get to the last level where I could do the tricks that I remember from this VHS the most. And we can talk a little bit more about that when we get to that. But. I reached the last level one time in my childhood. I got to Shredder one time and I died and I never beat the game ever in my childhood. I don't want to say that I loved the game. I just had it. So when I had it and I loved Ninja Turtles, I just wanted to play it over and over again. But I did not have like this. Like it was one of my favorite games as a child. I just I have a nice nostalgic feeling that I, you know, I remember these years in my childhood playing this game a lot and I've had some memorable experiences with it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my memory of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, when I played it back in late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Okay. So I I need to ask about this, this mythical VHS tape. Okay. So was this, was this a, like a published VHS that you like got somewhere like with a legit cover and like a publishing company or is this just like some bootleg ass like like home recorded VHS that some dude was just like got a camcorder what are you what are you buying I just got it I I I remember it is a real video and the four games that are on it are TMNT Metal Gear Metal Gear original Metal Gear Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Skater Die and Defenders of the Crown. All Konami games. That is an interesting mix. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure you could Google it and find the VHS, but I watched, and I never played Defenders of the Crown, but I could tell you how they beat certain things. <laughs> I could <laughs> tell crazy. you the amount of explosives it takes to, to destroy the computer in Metal Gear, and, you know, all those little things I remember because I watched this VHS like over a hundred times. Did you use that in the clubs? Hey, girl, guess what I know? <laughs> the clubs that like tiger used to throw that probably work that's, that's probably true yeah you know i again i did want to be a party dude so you know <laughs> i've just got this image of this guy in a corner like he goes somewhere and he's just like that guy from resident evil 4 going what are you buying and he's opens yeah. his jacket he's got his bootleg videos so i've got fucking turtles here want to know how to beat the underwater level I'm like the meme with the guy whispering in the girl's ear so in order to defeat this level in defenders of the crown you got like three paragraphs Uh, and that's why i had no friends (laughs) until you found all the people that had no friends you had more friends ah yes yes and then we then we joined the club i became the party too (laughs) yes i'll go next here i mean a lot of it a lot of my personal experience actually mirrors tiger's because I had the game. I don't remember getting the game. I don't remember wanting the game. 
but I had the game when I was a kid. This game just mysteriously shows up in people's houses. Yeah, it was just a, a game I mysteriously had that I just because I like turtles. I like turtles. And so <laughs> I'm sure I asked my parents for the game or they saw it for me and they got it for me. And I, I remember playing it a lot. And I don't remember any level after the seaweed level. As Tiger mentioned, mm-hmm. that that was the level. And I think this is the first time I have ever beaten it because I don't remember anything after the seaweed part, like none of it, none of the bombs. I didn't even know that you were diffusing bombs in that part. I thought they were like little air bubbles or something, which is makes no sense when I think about it. I mean, kids are dumb. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm st- nothing's not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my personal experience. It's just I didn't have a VHS tape or anything, and I, I didn't really do anything to you know, make my play experience feel better. I think I just moved on to the Super Nintendo eventually and forgot about it. Yeah, that's that's my experience. Played a lot of it as a kid. Don't really remember why or how. Uh, Shane, how about let's move over to you next. Yeah, so much like the two of you, I, I also owned this cartridge for my NES. I also don't remember how I got it. I'm pretty sure it was at a garage <laughs> sale, but let's let's just stick with the 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 mythology here that it that definitely just you know materialized in my house at some point i got even less far because i speak the good english into this game Mm -hmm. than i think either of you did honestly that's part of my distaste for this game is that i feel like i've been personally attacked by it (laughs) (laughs) where did the turtles touch you (laughs) (laughs) well in the cloakoa i think uh, that's what it's called the cloaca yeah cloaca yeah I don't know. Now, so, okay. So I had this game, and of course, being like a huge turtle, you know, nut at the time, I was just like, yeah, this is it's awesome. This is turtles, and I get to play as the turtles. This is going to be great. And then you throw it in the NES, and you, you know, bop that little thing down, and you close the lid, and you fire it up, and you're like, yeah. And for the record, the intro in this game is pretty cool, especially as a turtle fan. It was pretty cool, especially for the time. And so I'm like, all right, this is, this is hype. And uh, then you just get dropped on a map and I'm like, being as young as I was, I had no fucking idea what to do, you know, with the benefit of decades of, you know, let's go with maturity. It's debatable. (laughs) You know, I could see now it's like, oh, you just press the start button and look at the fucking map. It's not that hard to navigate. But as a kid, I was lost. I was like, okay, I don't know what I guess I wander around and I get run over by a steamroller. That's neat, I guess. And let's go in this sewer. And oh, my God, this is hard as shit. Yeah, I was thoroughly disappointed with this game as a kid because I could not do jack shit. I didn't even get past area one. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I may may have gotten to the last boss fight. Which which one is it? Is it Bebop or Rocksteady? Rocksteady. The last one. Rocksteady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I might have gotten to him at one point. And actually, no. You know what? I take that back. I got to the first one. I got to Bebop. And I never got past that. Because I remember it's when you save April, right? Yeah, that can't you, be an annoying boss fight, too. She, you try to. Then she gets picked off and runs away with her, doesn't she? Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's as far as I got. I don't think I ever made it past that point. So I knew nothing about the rest of this game because for the life of me, I could not do it. And part of it was also not understanding the mechanic of the game. And I'm going to slowly because this is not the first time I've done this on the show, but I'm going to slowly walk back my uh, initial spicy take of this game is total ass (laughs) in that it's better than I gave it credit for 
if you understand the mechanics and we'll get into more of that during the gameplay. But as a kid, I did not grasp like the swapping between the turtles thing to avoid dying and like spreading out your power ups between them to preserve them and blah, blah, blah. I, I had no clue about that. So I would just die and be like, all right, well, my favorite turtle is Raphael and I played as him. Bad fucking choice, by the way. Not the worst, though. He's dead. So I guess I'm done. End game. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Ugh. Like, I just I, I had a bad time with this game and it's left a bad taste in my mouth for like 25 years. So. All right, Danny, how about you? What's your personal experience with this? I'm probably a little bit different from the rest of you. So I... We have a funny accent, so... <laughs> I played the original, like, arcade games. So, because I think I'm a little bit younger than you lot. So I went and played the arcade games, and I think it was Turtles 2, the, well, the actual mm. arcade game. Had a great mm. time in the, you know, playing with random people. Okay, that sounds horrific. Um, you play <laughs> Turtles with random people. And then you suddenly get this NES game. You're like, what the absolute balls fuck is this? It's a bit of a jump. I was used to this beat em up, and then you get this pile of shite. <laughs> I was just didn't understand a lot of things. Like, I didn't understand why all the bandanas were red. I had no idea because I didn't realize it was related to the original comics. And then, yeah, you literally pick your character. So I pick Leonardo for obvious reasons. And then you get ran over in the first few seconds. You're like, what the holy balls is this? <laughs> and I only got to play very, very limited times of this because. I didn't own this game. It wasn't like you two, where it suddenly just appeared out of nowhere and like <laughs> fake Santa brought it round. And I wasn't bougie enough to have multiple consoles. I had one, and that did me. Yes. That's all I freaking got. <laughs> I feel some passive aggression here. Got a Mega Drive 2, and that's all you get. So you don't get hold of an NES. You only have to pray to someone else has it. And very rarely did your mates have an NES because they were on the Super Nintendo. So I knew of this game, this infamy, as I kind of grew up. And uh, all the jokes about it. Yes, I knew about the seaweed level. I only got to experience that pile of bollock shite recently when I was doing it on the <laughs> Cowabunga collection. And I'm kind of with you on this one, Shane. It is, I think as a kid, I think you lot have basically been traumatized so much that so you've got your goggles on. But if you can understand the mechanics of it, it can be a good game. But you've got to understand the mechanics of it. Otherwise, yeah, it's just going to be one of the worst fears. It's like literally the broken Dark Souls of our time. I think that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. I say broken because there's a lot of broken things about it. Yeah, we'll get to that in gameplay too. Yeah, I was going to say like there. Yeah, you, you could make the argument and I'm sure that we will that, you know, maybe it's not as bad as we all make it out to be necessarily, but there are still a lot of serious mechanical issues with this game for sure. Oh, 100%. Now we're going to move on to probably was going to be the shortest section here just because of the nature of the game. The plot and writing of this from from what I understand like we, we kind of mentioned it already in our brief history, Shredder gets a, a morphing gun. This was a, wasn't that like a storyline in the cartoon? I don't know. You, you, one of you could probably correct me, but they kidnap April and then you save April and then they kidnap Splinter and then you save Splinter and then you go kill Shredder. And that's the writing. And there's not much more than that. That's the plot. Woohoo. That's all you need. Yeah. But then they inexplicably go off the fucking rails <laughs> for no discernible reason. At what point do they go off the rails? I must have missed something. Like they, I'm like sorry, the part where they're just like, oh, and also you defeated Shredder, which mystically, magically allowed Splinter to become a man again. <laughs> yeah, I wondered what? that bit. I was like, what the, what? what the absolute fucky fuck? Yeah. How did, how did, is it, it's, it's, it's like something from Chrono Trigger. 
And it's like, whoa, he's no longer a frog because you beat the bad guy. What the fuck? And not only that, but I don't know like what they were basing it on, if anything at all. But the, the sprite portrait that they use for human splinter just looks like fucking Mickey from Rocky. <laughs> that's that's true. He does. He does not look like a Japanese man. Not at all. <laughs> uh, it, it was confusing. There was an episode where Splinter has a like gun that would change like Splinter back to a human. I think that was something, but I don't I don't know. I haven't seen cartoon in a very long time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. I think it's just they don't know. They've got no idea of the source material. Yeah, it's like literally someone's just given him it and got right. This is the tales. You can watch one episode of the cartoon and that's all you're getting is like. So Splinter's a human? No, he. it depends. In the comic, he's a rat. In the TV show, he's a human. Make your mind up. Um, bandanas? Ah, fuck it. Just do the red one. We got that picture from a comic book. That'll do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's literally, that. that's all this shit is. It's literally, you, you just think, what the turtles do? Uh, don't know. How long's their weapons? Ridiculous. It's like, who's the worst turtle? I'll make it Raphael. He's shite. They just have no idea sometimes what they're doing. Oh, Rafa, Raphael's a pile of shite in this game. Let's not fucking hide it. He's meant to be the the badass. It's just the he's not the worst one. Yeah. He fucking is. Mikey's the worst one. Mikey is trash. He's straight garbage. No, Mikey's got reach. He's got a little yeah, bit more than reach. Yeah, he's got that going for him. Look, we'll get it. I'll probably get into that when we get gameplay. But literally, they just had no idea how they're writing this thing. And uh, I honestly think it was just they, they had one hour to put something together based off one episode and one picture they've got from the car from the comic. That's all they've got to play with. Make a student project go. I don't even I don't even think it was that. I think they just watched the intro to the cartoon. They were like, all right, yeah, that's good. We got it. <laughs> and like they, they're given a comic book and it's like, yeah, here's cartoon comic book. Make something happen. We got the license. We're in Japan. You probably haven't even watched this. They're like, we want to watch more Samurai Pizza Cats. Like, cool. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. <laughs> Let's get some sewer sharks up in this bitch. Uh, but anyway, I think that's enough for the plot. Unless, Tiger, you have some revelations you want to spring upon us. I mean, if you do, we have your support. I was mad because I started the game and I was like, where's the intro? And I went back and I was like, oh, it's at the start screen. Oh, because I just wanted to play the game. <laughs> but... <laughs> I still learned the thing, the plot. I still learned it, even though I didn't look at the intro. So it's good. I hate it when games do that. Oh, well, no, the plot's not good, but, you know, I got it. You don't need it. There's probably a lot of plot in the manual. I don't know why I didn't read it, <laughs> but I didn't. I just picked it up, played it, and started playing it. Yeah, yeah. As we did. All I know is that April was very emphatic about letting us know that we have her support. Yes. All the time. Oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why, why are you Stop. so angry about clappy mccheeks Stop. no i'm <laughs> no it's just it's like go turtles you have my support what is your support what are you doing fuck all april thoughts and prayers she's filming it well yeah You're thoughts and it. prayers she may as well be on the couch literally eating a pizza going out thoughts and prayers and literally she's fucking brutal splints is brutal like I, paul leonardo's been squished in the first five seconds of the game and she goes Leonardo captured. Who next? Like, Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> calm down. You don't feel supported? I don't feel supported. I want the warm embrace of her bosoms. I get fuck all. I get a little <laughs> message, and that's about it. It's ridiculous. I mean, they are turtles. That would be that would be weird. Like that. What what talk show? Anyway. I don't know. The movie kind of showed me oh, that no. there was Yeah, you know. No. Thank you. My shell is tightening. 
there's a clip from a talk show where the, they have the turtles. They're all dressed up. Oh, God. Yeah, that was from that. They're breaking out of their shell tour. Yeah, that dude, that clip is fucking heinous. Like <laughs> they talk about how they want to bang April. <laughs> Uh, the dude, the, sh- the shots of the children in the crowd just like <laughs> deadpan staring as this is happening is classic. Has anyone seen that? Um, the, someone made a Genesis box and it's just got April eating a pizza and the four tails around looking like ominous and it's like called Shredder's uh, Re Revenge or something. I was like, oh no. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> just looks so bad. Like that couch looks awfully familiar. It does. You'd say it's uh, it's for casting. Oh, no. <laughs> Snap. Let's get into the gameplay here. Probably everyone's favorite part. Oh, God. Do we have to? All right. All right. Let's do this, baby. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, gaming perfected. All right. Fine. Donnie fucking MVP there. Done. His bow staff is larger than a man. It's also more powerful. <laughs> it's, it's so. I know it's meant to be big, and I know, but hang on, careful. We gotta be careful how we word this. No, you don't. It's yeah. It's very <laughs> turgid, long. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Girthy. It is. It's girthy. It's long. It's like if in any situation, it's like pulsating. Bring out Donatello. Just bring him out. If he dies, your game's over. Okay. The other thing I don't get though, why is it? That Donatello's weapon does not only has like demonstrably more reach than anyone else, but also does more damage. You're correct. It's completely unbalanced. It's great. It makes no sense. Like I get it, right? If you're if you're trying to make the turtles play differently, like in theory, that's that's cool. There was zero balancing and QA that went into this clearly. Because, yeah, Donatello, for every, like, side-scrolling combat situation, he is the go-to all the time. Mm -hmm. He has far more reach than everybody else, so you can basically avoid getting hit. You can attack through walls. And he also, as I said, does more damage per hit. Like, I tested it out because I was like, this can't be right. I I hit an enemy, one of the floating ones, with uh, his bow staff. One shot, kill. I swapped to Leonardo. He uses fucking swords, for the record. (laughs) Also, the second best as far as reach is concerned. Correct. Tried the same thing, and I think it took at least two or three hits to take down the same type of enemy. And I was like, this makes zero fucking sense. Like, if you're going to have less reach with the weapon, shouldn't you be compensating with more damage? Like, that just seems obvious. And yet somehow that did not happen. Yeah, but that's logic. I think part of it is supposed to be that Donatello is slower. So, hence, he should be stronger. Barely, though. But, unfortunately, it didn't work because the the way the frames work, even though his bow comes out, like, halfway when you push the button, like, that still, like, kills. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and so it kind of didn't matter. It felt slow, but it actually wasn't, especially if you hit him with that that, that first frame of attack. So, yeah, Donatello is super OP. For sure. Like in comparison. Yeah. And the, I mean, the hitboxes are are super weird anyway, but like right. the, in that that instance in particular. Yeah. Like if you do the the crouching like downward attack with Donatello's bow staff, if there's something that's even close to being right around above him, like right there, you'll still get a hit. Even though you're attacking downward, like the top small portion of the bow yeah. staff will still kill stuff like right. he's just so good that basically the the strategy for this game as i come to understand it playing through it now 
is keep Donatello alive at all costs <laughs> and just yeah. swap out the other turtles when he's in danger of dying and then just feed him all of the health, like, you know, replenishment items, the pizzas, get him a good. Also, for the record, I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but secondary weapons, boomerang, fucking the goat. Like, if you can no. use that thing and catch it, scrolls. it's in, scrolls. it's infinite. Scrolls. It's infinite. Scrolls. Yeah, but the scrolls. They both have their pros. I see them. Yeah. Scrolls. If you can, okay, if you can gear out all the turtles with the boomerangs and you're good at jumping and catching it after it comes back to you, you, you gain that item back. So in theory, right. it's an infinite secondary weapon while all the other ones are finite. Like that is a huge bonus. Yeah, but scrolls are OP. They're powerful. They, they are. can go through enemies. They are. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying from that perspective though, like, especially as your backups, like if you want to gear out Donnie with the scrolls. Like, yeah, I'm 100% behind that. But if you manage to get some of your, I mean, let's be honest, all the fucking second stringers in this game, because no one is close to Donatello, then get them the boomerangs. And then in a pinch, you can swap to them and you just have like infinite range. Yep. That was my strategy yeah. for certain parts. Yeah, for sure. So I agree with that. I use Leonardo for the majority of the game, apart from situations where it's like, wow. right, bring out yeah, Donatello, right. bring him out. But Leo, I just found was he his because Donnie's attack goes forward, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas Leo's goes in an arch. So right. I felt he was better for the majority of things. But it's like, okay, right. Really? Well, if there's like multiple enemies on the screen, use Leo. And then when the shit gets real, bring out Donatello, which it literally hurts me because I hate Donatello. Donatello's the reason I got banned <laughs> from freaking Twitter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Because I said sacrifice donatello and i got banned because i offered to see <laughs> and i was like wow you fucking what if i couldn't what elon are you banning me for are you a donatello fan and honestly that was it he said, you be. Be, he's you the nerd be, you've been banned i was like the fuck for breaching what guidelines <laughs> sacrificing donatello yep so fuck him if, if you said sacrifice Raphael, then you probably wouldn't have been okay so try it again wow i do feel sorry for Raphael because like why why do you try to hurt me <laughs> <laughs> Raphael, like, you know, I do like his character, but in this game, he's just like this, it's, he may as well just have a dinner fork going, me, me, that's about the effectiveness that he's doing, it's like, me, Yeah. Me. That's the thing is, Chris, you were telling me, you're just like, yeah, I use Michelangelo as my sacrificial lamb for everything, like, including the, yeah. the seaweed level, and I'm like, nah, bro, as much as it pains me, I, Raphael was my go-to, because I'm like, he can't hit shit. He does this stupid little spin that with his sigh, it's just like, and he, he's not even extending his arm out all the way. It's like he's got no. T-Rex arms and he's just kind of like spinning this thing around in front of him. Like, this is useless. It's completely useless. Correct. He has a fast attack. I think it's the second most powerful. It doesn't matter how fast it is if it doesn't hit anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skill issue. It's like you, you, you can have a T-Rex, you know, a T-Rex go through the bloody forest or the jungle, wherever it's fucking living. It's little arms can go as fast as it wants. It ain't doing shit. <laughs> uh, but I think that that brings something I want to talk about, too, which is the controls. I mean, we'll talk. I'm sure we're going to talk about the seaweed bit here in a moment, but like just the controls in general on the side scrolling action part, because this game has three, three parts. There's the swimming, which is only the one level for thankfully the, the top down level portions, which there really isn't much to it. And of course, the side scrolling action part, but they felt slippery. It wasn't like very tight and knowing Konami, like this is the same. This is the same people who made the Castlevania series. I think they were <sighs> about to release three if they hadn't already made three. And just the, the jumping is really off. 
the the attacking itself, like what the hitboxes are when you attack doesn't feel right or natural or when you get hit, nothing is right. And like for an example of this, with the, with the jumping just feeling off, not the infamous part where you can just walk a- across like when there's like a one square gap, yeah. which you can do. Yeah. It's there's this part when you're it's right before you fight. Rock, no, it's right before you go to the dam and you're supposed to have this jump that you go over. Yep. And in order to make the jump, it's a pixel per- perfect jump where you have to be like one pixel over the edge and hit a and hold it down and go over in order to make it. Yep. And this is early in the game. And if you miss it, you fall down. You have to keep repeating it. The enemies come back and you get it's fucking bullshit, man. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck are they trying to do? This is horrible game design. And then even another part later, you can hit hold the jump button down and they do like the flippy thing where they go really high and you can clip through parts of the level in order to make it there. And it's it's so inconsistent about how you control the turtles in different situations and the enemy behavior and how to react to it isn't fun. And it's just like, what the fuck am I doing? Talk about the part where you get the rocket, like the rocket item. Yeah. When you can jump on. Yeah. So it's literally supposed to be the same height as the jump that you that you're taking in right before the dam. Yeah. But for some reason, you can do it. You can clip through there, but not (laughs) not on the not on the level before the dam. So, yeah, that part didn't make sense to me. It's horrible. Yeah, and the thing about the jumping mechanics too is is that it was actually a fairly easy fix. I'll, I'll have to dig it up, and I might put it in the show notes for this. But there was a there was actually a really good breakdown video on YouTube that somebody did of why the jump mechanic is such shit in this game <clears throat> and how it could be fixed, like from a programmatic perspective. Mm-hmm. And they actually did it. They like hacked a ROM to fix it, and the game plays like way better. Hmm. So it's just it's one of those things. It's like a, it's just a, a complete oversight. And also just I mean, part of it, it part of it is the jumping mechanic Excel itself. But also it's just the level design is complete shit. Like it's horrible. It doesn't it doesn't right. account for how the turtles actually move at all in the game. And so there are several instances where you have that where you're just trying to make a jump and the levels designed in such a way that it's nigh on impossible to not mm. either fall to your immediate death or like you said chris like falling down and having to rerun through part of the level again with everything that's just infinitely respawning enemies it's it's just a shit show and then the other thing about that that really really irritated me is just another piece of just bad game design and you could you could give them a pass i guess because this is like early 90s but at the same time Mm. it just feels really egregious because almost every significant like health replenishment item like a like a full ass pizza like a like Mm -hmm. a whole hot and ready right (laughs) most of the time in order to get one of those you have to specifically go through a fucking gauntlet of enemies like it's some kind of prize at the end and then when you get it assuming you get it (laughs) you're just you have to go back yeah yeah and everything respawns and like Brianna was watching me play this and I did that where I was just like, oh, Donnie's kind of low. I'm going to swap to another turtle and go into this building because a lot of the areas in this game, for the record, exist for no other reason than just to house like a pizza item or some shit. (laughs) And so I'm like, all right, I'll go in there and I go through. I almost die. I swap to Donnie. I get the pizza. I, I go back through again. I almost lose another turtle. And she's like, was that worth it? And I'm like, you know what? No, it probably wasn't. 
or or the was it? Where's the part that uh, gives you a full ass pizza right in front of the one hit KO spikes? They're yeah. closing in on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's a that's that's a trap. That is such a trap. Such bullshit. Well, and the spike thing, right? Like that's okay. Not that I want to like completely monopolize the conversation, but goddamn, okay. That's a good example of something that happens so much in this game, which is you just get blindsided. Yeah. All the time. Like as soon as you enter a new area, it's not uncommon to like enter a sewer and start walking and start going down the ladder. And as soon as you enter, it's just like three flying enemies, like (laughs) five pixels away from you and just they dive bomb you. You have no time to react. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, fuck me, I guess. Like, uh, (laughs) Far be it for me to be having fun with this video game. I guess the developers just hate my shit because, like, it happens constantly. I think you're being too cruel on this because I think you are meant to be a ninja. So you're meant to literally <laughs> go in, assess a situation and go, not for me. I'll come back and try again. And then you get a respawn that's very favorable to you. So basically stop your bitching. And if you're so good, you know, these these are jumps. What kind of Konami apologist <laughs> bullshit is this? <laughs> this is not Konami apologizing. This is someone who had a good rewind feature on his Kawabunga collection that oh, made the game oh, oh so much better. Um, but yeah, the amount of times I had to place rewind and then jump, rewind, then jump, rewind, then jump. The L button was getting quite a good workout. Um, at that time, so I can kind of agree with that. I was like, yeah, that's a bit bullshit. Mm. Some of it does make me laugh that you see, I don't laugh, like you, you suddenly, an enemy walks off the screen and you go try and see where it's gone. It's like, oh, it's gone. Yes. The fuck you That's part of the strategy, too. I say, yeah, actually, that is a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> that was on the VHS. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous it's that that together. is part of the strategy. And not to mention, that's a huge part of the strategy on the last level. Yes. 100% it is. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Holy shit, yes. And I have a question. I'm sure, and I don't know if one of you guys researched this, but it's like, are the enemies on a timer? Because you'll come in and it'll be birds and then you'll leave and come back and then it'll be the balloons that drop it's off. RNG. Like what? Yeah, what it's RNG. It's just complete, complete RNGs. Just complete RNGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say the bosses in this game are easy, though. Um. Yes. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, for, for the, the most, most part. part. Yeah, Dredder was one of the easiest bosses I've ever faced in my life. If you have Donatello, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, yeah that's hilarious. No, no, is that you get through this entire shit show of a game, and then Shredder is a, just a complete pushover, right? Yeah, yeah. I did it with Leo. I sent you the picture. I was just on a on a, on a, on a he yeah. was just literally sitting there. I went, "Are you trying to jump up?" And I just smacked him. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no. And that was all it was. You just get on a platform. No. Yeah, stop it. You know, the mouser boss is all you have to do when he opens his mouth is press start and then you'll come back and you can still hit the or boss mouth is closed. Really? Uh, Sorry, uh, it's like the Mega yeah. Man start trick. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So he'll open his mouth. The mouser will open his mouth. I don't know what happens because I, I already knew this trick, but it'll open his mouth. And as soon as you hit pause <laughs> and then you go back to the screen, his mouth will be closed, but his hit his uh, weak spot will be exposed. You can hit it with Donnie the entire time. Yeah. The funny thing about that is you don't even need to do no, that. You don't for need that to boss do that. Either. No, you no. just up spam. <laughs> just up spam with Donatello. Yeah, because if you stand right in the center underneath him, his eye lasers will just go on either side of you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just up spam the yeah. attack and with Donnie, of course. Of course. And you'll just hit the thing in his mouth and you'll kill the mousers because they drop from dead center. 
So that's literally strategy is stand in middle and, and spam. That's a pretty brain dead enemy. Yeah. 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 Actually, it kind of makes me laugh. Like, did anyone put that in testing and go, well, that doesn't no. work. No, Danny, there was no testing. There was testing. That's the point. <laughs> there was testing to a point. As I said, they're ninjas. Does it boot? Cool. Yeah, Ship all it. It, all it needs to do. Is this going to make us money? Yes. Stop you injured, right. basically. Is this going to torment kids? It's got the turtles. Yeah. That's all we need. Can I mention there's this one part, and you mentioned the jumping gap, so it made me think of the part where there was like a half a pizza in a part of a level, and it looked like just a hallway that you needed to jump through. I could not jump through that fucking hallway, and it's just a fucking hole that you're supposed to jump into. Oh, yeah. And I'm like spending like... Five minutes trying to jump through this hole. And it's funny because I did it the first time, like with no problem. But then the second time, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get that pizza again. And just like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, that's because it's not on your VHS tape, is it? <laughs> that's because that <laughs> shit is not there. <laughs> I was supposed to skip it. I didn't need it. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I don't think we haven't talked about the top down section as much. I don't think, I think there's a reason for that. They're eh. pretty, uh, like, not they're not notable in the slightest. Nah. Uh, the steamroller parts are because they can kill you like within a second of booting up the fucking game. Yes. But other other than that, like you, you get the missiles for your truck and you you just blow up obstacles and there's really nothing to it. It's pretty mindless. Yeah, I don't think there's too much to talk nah. about there. I mean, nah. I was caught off guard by the in the later portion where you have for some reason, I was not aware that the the Foot Clan, by the way, had the budget for fighter jets. <laughs> yeah, they did pretty well. Yeah, they're they're doing all right. Evidently, stealing fucking Sanyo televisions apparently really <laughs> working out for them. They were hooking up with Big Boss in Zanzibar, is what it was. They have a Konami connection. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, because yeah. like all of a sudden these fighter jets just start like carpet bombing me, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What happened? What is going on? <laughs> I just got this image of them just starting a business. Like, when we start off small, we take our TVs, and then we get fighter jets. <laughs> 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 the goals. The goals. It's that trade-off. It's like that whole, like, can you trade a yeah. paperclip to buy a house deal? That's how you get fighter jets, is you trade you trade your Sanyo TV sets into the uh, U.S. government, and you'll get, you'll get some F-16s. Nice. You know what I'm going to say, though? How the fuck have they afforded the Technodrome? I, I and it's it's like hang on this massive thing which apparently we can stand on and then we go in it it's like that that no that doesn't make sense no i mean it's 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 like doctor who it's bigger on the inside oh yeah yes. it's hard as shit that's fine okay explain yeah, it that's there you go that's it it's all you need to do konami you done nothing wrong here fine yeah oh <laughs> you didn't know that shredder is a time lord now it all makes sense i mean that would explain how he was able to send us back in time that would oh, that's a good oh point, it all yeah. comes together now not this game yeah. but holy shit that's the extended Turtles universe. That's, Shredder. Let's talk about it. He's a Time Lord. The thing is, though, right, it, as hard as this game is, it's one of them, like, I think if you... Because you can do this game in an hour if you knew exactly the route you're going to take. But yeah. you've just got to be so good and know every single mechanic. So if you played this over and over and over again, you could get good at this. I know there is broken shit before you come at me, but as I said, the testing was fantastic. <laughs> But I still think if you practice enough, you get a lot out of this game. I think it's just as gamers now, we just have no freaking patience whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I mean, I will say one of the things that I noticed playing through this, which I felt was odd. I'm sure at the time it was probably a, a, a boon, but like, oddly enough, this game overstays its welcome. Like, 
when you think about other arcade style video games, well, it, it lasts longer than five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like even even games that came later, like, you know, if you're talking about like Contra three or even Turtles in time, like these are games that if again, if you know what you're doing, you can get through it in like a half hour. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's a that's a nice little succinct experience. And this game, I was expecting the same thing. And then going in because it's just honestly not that fun and it's it feels like more of a a war of attrition to try to get through it more than anything it's like a test of will <laughs> an hour plus to get through it no felt way longer than it needed yeah, to be for sure especially that last level i think they combined a lot of ideas like we want this to be like ninja gaiden there's also portions where we want it to be like mega man it also kind of felt like zelda 2 with the whole like top map mm. and into a side scrolling platformer. Very ambitious. I couldn't really feel any cohesiveness yeah. for the entire game. One more thing I want to mention, like anyone fall in the water a whole bunch of fucking times. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. hilarious. Cause you're a fucking you want to land on the fucking yeah. square. <laughs> no, you can't land on it. Cause the controls are fucking ass. Like, <laughs> or the knockback. Yeah. Or the knockback. Oh, right. Right. But that's like something oh, you deal with. That in, was okay. Yeah. Yes. That was one of those spots. I was I was sitting there because I, I have it mapped on my controller because obviously I was playing this on an emulator and like I have the load save state yes. mapped to a button combo, right? And so like I was there was this one spot and it's not the only one where <laughs> I'm sitting there on the couch and I make a jump and it's usually it's like almost this like leap of faith thing, right? Because it's like you're not really sure where you're jumping. There's maybe a little bit you can see the ledge. Okay, fine. So I make the jump. Jumping is hard enough in this game as it is. And then as soon as you move the screen over, boom, there's there's an enemy directly yeah. in the jump arc. Mm-hmm. You get knocked back into a hole and die. There's no way you could have prevented that other than memorization, which, as yep. we know, in this particular era of games, that was that was the thing. So it's not exclusive to this game. But, oh, my God, is it frustrating? Like I was sitting there and I, I think my wife, I mean, I'm sure she already thinks this but i think she thought i was insane because i'm sitting there and i just keep reloading and doing the same thing over and over again and i'm like honey do you see this do you see what's happening right now watch this i'm gonna jump okay look it's just a ledge i'm just gonna jump this ledge because that's that's what i'm gonna do i'm a ninja turtle i can jump to a ledge okay watch this boom look at that fucking bat thing came out of nowhere knocked me into a hole look it's gonna happen every single time she's like well why don't you just do something else and i'm like i can't i can't brianna i have to go through this it's the only way to go this again is bitching and moaning you are a ninja you, yes you should have you should have no 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 no. i will not hear this i will not hear i will stand for your bullshit and the fact you brought your okay, wife what? into this to see this bullshit you want me to ninja vanish yeah you should be using your ninjutsu and going well hang on if he's going to do this i will do this in response you should have literally Jedi-like reflexes being a ninja, but yet you come at me with this bullshit and blame lack of testing at Konami's feet. Absolutely screw you. I bet your wife looked at you and just went, for shame. She's like, just, just get better. Just, just be a better human. That's what she thought. Wow. Wow. To be fair, this is like, this is the Ninja Gaiden comparison because the same thing happens in Ninja Gaiden, but except in that game, you mm-hmm. actually move like a ninja, not some floaty little like cloud trying to jump from one thing to another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately what ended up working is you just, you have to like 
specifically move the screen just right. enough by like jumping and then like arcing yourself back so that you can cause the enemy to spawn. And then, but then don't go back far too right. far because if you move the screen too far back, back it just respawns. Right. That's what real so ninjas get, do. Yes. Right. That's, that's <laughs> fucking ninjutsu right there. That's, mm-hmm. That's how you gotta do. See? It's pixel okay. perfect screen manipulation, I guess. And what's the problem with that then? So you've solved your problem. Move on. <laughs> I did. You know what? I Black did. Belt. You know what? This is thanks, fucking Tony Robbins. This is real motivational. <laughs> okay, we got to get moving on here. We didn't talk about the uh, seaweed, which I think is uh, we hot know. Take here. Yeah. It's not that we bad. Know. Yeah, they all know about it. I don't think it's that bad. It's, it's, everybody yeah. knows about that. It's it sucks. Everybody knows that. No, do you know what? There's one thing I want to say about the seaweed. Um, the fact that you know what that it's great that it's not bad. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna say, Danny? That you love seaweed and just can get through it. The rewind feature makes it approachable. Excuse me, that's that's inappropriate and you know har- harmful to those who like seaweed. No, I think seaweed's disgusting. Oh. Anyway, it's, 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 <laughs> there are two things I will claim yay bullshit because you know I think Konami fucks up and it's a terrible game. The fact that when you go through the seaweed, this some of it just grabs you and pulls you into death. I was like, I didn't know that was possible. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Isn't death too? I didn't know that happened in real life. And the currents? I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Why have we got a current? What game has a current? Oh, God. That just reminded me about the big ass magnets. Oh. I totally forgot about that. That's such horse shit, too. You don't have to. You don't have to go to the magnets, though. They're not mandatory. I always skip them in order to progress through the level. No, you can skip. Them. I never, I never get them. Yeah, I saw these magnets. Are we? We're, I'm not talking about the underwater. I'm talking about like the actual like platforming yeah, yeah, sections yeah, later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I always skip them. You don't have to. You don't have to go through them. What okay. did they do? Because I just jumped. I kind of just jumped over them. I didn't know even what they did. <laughs> yeah, those those portions had two areas that you could choose, and I always chose the ones that were not magnets. Yeah. Well, great. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Although, you know what? I, I tried to test it out because I was going to I was going to give Konami more credit. I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe they're fucking secret geniuses. And I was like, what if what if I swapped to a turtle? Because at the time I was using Leo because Donnie was almost dead at the time. And I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm only getting pulled into this magnet because I have swords. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to swap. I'm going to swap to a bow staff. So that's wood. Nah, nah. Still died. <laughs> they have balls of steel. For a moment, I, I thought maybe there might be a hidden mechanic there, and I was going to be really impressed. They have uh, they have steely blood or balls of steel, and that's why they keep on getting. <laughs> Donatello's right practically a robot in most continuities, so that's probably why. <laughs> that's that's, that might be it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So let's move on to the presentation here, starting with the graphics. I'll I'll kick this one off. They were okay. They they weren't bad. I mean, they weren't good. Did cutscenes? The cutscenes the cut were cool. Cutscenes were fine. I did like that. But just in general, I don't think the graphics were very good. I mean, compare this to again, Castlevania Three came out around the same time. It's nowhere near as good as Castlevania Three. Compared to Turtles Two, which came out like a year later, Turtles Two is a lot better than this. Yeah, especially like some of the enemies, like the the flaming. The enemies are where they. It's really bad. I don't think they're well designed. The turtles kind of look a little off too. I don't know. I was I was not enamored by the graphical presentation. I just here. gotta say like. The chainsaw man, whoever that character thing is, he looks funny. No, like after you hit him, cool. like he looks like he's like yeah. his face is like about to fall to the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Also, I tried to play this on original hardware. The steamrollers, I don't know, it might be an issue with my NES, but it's the only game that does this. There's like some banding when this when the steamrollers go up and down the screen, like there's a magnet in them or something like that. But no other game has that problem. 
Mm. And there's also some weird graphical glitches. If you go into the menu, it like has all this like weird coding and graphical effects and shit like this. The very top of the screen, which was part I thought it was just the emulator I was using. But no, it's an original hardware, too. So, yeah, this game's a mess. Yeah, I mean, also in looping back to that comment earlier about how this game was perhaps a little over ambitious. For the record, I I do have to give it credit for for them trying some different things. I, I think that was it was neat. It didn't work, but, you know, kudos to you. But I think they were a little over ambitious with the, the graphics as well in that not quality, but quantity, because if there's more than like four <laughs> foreground <laughs> spites, like the thing just slows to a fucking crawl. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I thought my switch was about to just die on me. I was like, no switch. Keep with me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't handle those old school. <laughs> Anyone have anything else for graphics? It's sprites. It it did yeah. it did its thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just very meddling. Nothing impressive. I do unironically like the cutscenes. I thought those were those were good. I did like those. Yeah, the top down sections look good too. They have a little bit of depth to them, which I can appreciate. Yeah, but yeah, the, I think the the side scroller levels, like the sprite work there, leaves a little bit to be desired. And I've always thought that, like even. Even back in the day, I was just like, ah, this, the turtles look kind of rough. Yeah, the only thing rough. that I felt that looked cool was the Technodrome. Yeah, that was scaled oddly. Yeah, right. Say, yeah, I mean, the scale's completely off, but yeah, this is all right. Whereas the mouser, the giant mouse is bigger than the Technodrome. This makes no <laughs> <That's true>. sense. <laughs> I could eat it. Could that one actually looked kind of cool. It did. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way about the music. I mean, it's a Konami game, so the music isn't bad because everything Konami pretty much touched back then was was decent in terms of what they produced. But this isn't like Konami's A tier. I, I really can't remember much of the music. I think it was memorable and mediocre. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. It was a weird one, that, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm humming it, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like if you play the, the, the arcade game, TMNT 2, literally you are hit with the, the theme song immediately. And I can still hear that now, and it's a, incredible. But then this one, you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is it? But I don't think they yeah. have the licensing for it. Today. Yeah, and that that is a huge miss on that. But I will say that despite my uh emotional scars from this game that deeply <laughs> rooted in my childhood i think the other part of it is i i do actually like the music especially obviously because it's the place that probably most you spend the most time and probably the farthest that <laughs> some people got like me maybe but um <laughs> that top down section of the very beginning that song it's it, it's kind of a bop it's pretty good you know i agree yeah yeah well I guess this brings us to whether or not this game holds up today. So me and Shane will kick this off and then our guests will give their inputs on this. And I, I guess I'll kick this one off okay. this time, Shane, about uh, whether or not this game holds up. So I, I don't think it does. Uh, this game, I, I, you couldn't tell already. Uh, mm. I think we've kind of driven that into the ground. Uh, no, it does not hold up. It's very ambitious. You can see there's some there's some like nuggets of greatness here, uh, but it never achieves it Uh, i don't think it's nearly as bad as everyone claims it to be i think there's i mean this this could be far worse and i think when you go into this you get the expectation that it's going to be worse than it is but uh, it's still a bad game it doesn't hold up and like we say about a lot of bad games it's questionable if it ever did it's it's a miracle this game is the 11th best-selling game on the nes because it has absolutely no reason to be I, I, but oddly, I will say this. I would rather play this before I played Turtles 2. Yes. Because Turtles 2 is just incredibly boring. But, uh, and this at least is interesting. So I will say that. But no, it is a bad game. So, uh, Shane. 
Yeah. You know, as much as I shit on this thing for the last hour plus, truth be told, it's you're right. It's it's not as bad as AVGN set everybody up to think that it is. Is it bad? Yes, it it is bad, but it still has it still has some some glimmers in there. And honestly, and I've said this before about other games that we've talked about on the show, but I 100 percent unironically would play this game if someone were to take it and do like, you know, an HD remaster slash like modernization pass on it, because I think with a few tweaks and some and some mechanics fixes this actually could be a pretty decent little game. It just, it needed some more time in the proverbial oven. I think if there was some additional QA that was done, some tweaks here and there, I think this could be actually a good game. It is still intentionally brutally difficult, but that's also compounded by the, the, the control issues that you're going to come across through most of the game. And that just makes it even worse. So, uh, does it hold up? No, it 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 doesn't. I mean, it's brief, so you know you're not going to waste a bunch of your life on it. So I guess there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, there's there's plenty of other better experiences that are trying to do the same or had been doing the same thing even around this same time that you're going to get you know your uh, your money's worth out of. So unfortunately, uh, nah, man, it's just it it does not hold up at all. And I'm mm-hmm. I don't think it ever did. The strength of the IP is really what carried this thing. Oh, yeah. Tiger. IP all the way. As you said, the charm of this game, (laughs) there is none. I I played the hell out of it. (laughs) If there was any charm, like it's completely gone. My mission into playing this game again and beating it is just for the sole fact of finally beating it because my child, my childhood did not get a chance to even. Well, you got close to beating it one time. So, you know, I did the thing. I got to the last level. I did the tricks in the VHS that I remembered. 30 years ago <laughs> and you know <laughs> I, I beat the game and at that point I said wow I never have to play this shit ever again and I'm happy about this that's how I felt in the moment I don't think this game is worth playing at all unless <laughs> you have save states because you will not finish this game in my opinion <laughs> Um, if you don't know anything about it, if you haven't looked it up and you have this like, you know, inkling, oh, it's Ninja Turtles. I like Ninja Turtles. Uh, I want to play this game. Like, I I recommend you just have something with save states, whether it be an emulator or uh, the emulator or, <laughs> or I guess the Cowabunga Collection has the rewind. They probably have save states, too. Definitely, if, if you're going to play it, then have that, because otherwise, just falling in the water, you restart the level just the dying in these shitty areas uh trying to make small jumps that you can't make because you're just like one pixel off it's just frustrating and the frustrations came back as an adult the same frustrations i had as a child it it's awful but i can assure you 100% confidence i'm never going to play this game again and it's good it's a good feeling <laughs> all right all right, Danny, close close this one out. What do you think? Does it hold up today? Oh, I think it's literally a beyond a masterpiece. I think this could huh. be considered Konami's greatest ever work. It's literally oh. one you look at, um, you know, you look you look at it and you look at it from all angles, like you're looking at the Mona Lisa, and you just go, "Wow, this is epic." And 
I will expect my daughter to play this as her first and possibly last video game. <laughs> she'll throw a controller out the window because <laughs> of how pissed off she'll be. No, look, uh, jokes aside, look, it, this is held up by the IP. I think if it didn't have um, the IP behind it, I would have been this game a long time ago. Um, like it's barely recognizable that it is Turtles, just apart from the odd little bits. So there are a lot of problems with it. It is a broken game. There are broken mechanics left, right, center. Some of them are just fun to laugh at, and I, I think if it didn't have the broken mechanics, such as like the seaweed, the Donatello stick, uh, the bow staff, funny when I was going, um, <laughs> I just think it wouldn't have lived in infamy. You know, I, I do. Is it better than TMNT two? Yes. The arcade game, and uh, that's quite so better. Yeah, I'd rather play that. M- more fun. It's not. This is your parse. I'm sorry. I would rather play this than TMNT, the arcade game, because I can go then play the actual arcade game and have a much better time. True. But yeah, then I would want to take the music because the music's incredible from TMNT too. But yeah, th- this game has so many problems, so many problems. But I think it's just going to be one that lives in infamy because of its problems. And the fact because it's turtle, that turtle magic is in there. So as much as I've joked around just to piss off Shane most of the time, <laughs> yeah, this has problems. It really, and I can't, you know, use anything to defend it because, yeah, it's some areas are a pile of shite. So that's unanimous. All of us say, do not play this game. It has not held up. Correct. And there's a reason they're now beat em ups. So just play those. Yes. <laughs> Especially Turtles in Time Reshelled. No, 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 no. Why are you going to bring that up? Why are you going to bring that up? You monster. You freaking children are now crying because of you. Uh, I'm sure it's great. That's why it's still on every online store. Yeah, I was going to say, I I still have it on my 360 if you really want to know how great it is. Same. I'm sure we can. Mm. I had it on the PS2. (laughs) I'd rather get kicked in the balls multiple times. You could play the Sega Saturn, Danny. Oh, no. Re- take me back. No, 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 no. All day. Give me reshelled okay. all day long on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> Jeez. <Okay. laughs> That's shite. But that concludes another episode. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Tiger. Thank you both for talking some turtles with us. But uh, before we officially close this down, how about Danny? How about you tell us where we can find you and your show out there on the Internet? Yes, you. thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate being on. Um, I am on Retro Wars. So Retro Wars, you can find me pretty much wherever you listen to your podcasts. And these guys, Shane is making his first appearance soon. And Chris is often one of our regular guests, probably our most regular guest. And we talk about a different video game every week. And it is just general shite where we also have a letter section. We have of Survive or Die, which usually causes chaos. And there's always a lot of talk about the Sega Saturn, much to my own dismay, because these bastards, mainly Chris, keeps bringing it up. Hail Saturn. Fucking Saturnians, wanker. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, actually, I mean, I think we, we, I don't know, maybe we usually skip this now, but uh, you know what? I'm going to ask it anyway. Tiger, you you got anything you want to throw out there? Anything you're don't skip me, baby. I got so many things to share. Yeah, what you got? (laughs) My Twitter is lp tiger l p t y g e r. My TikTok is lp tiger t. That's about it. I ain't got nothing else. Okay, great. There you go. Connecting with the youths. Hey, hey, I'm hip. No cap. (laughs) Bussing. Uh, for real. For real. What? What did you say? Respectfully. Goaded. Just, just Google it, baby. (laughs) What does this have to do with farm animals? I'm confused. I trip. 
<laughs> you should get that looked at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, uh, n- as far as we're concerned, um, as we have one foot into the nursing home, if you are uh, <laughs> listening to this, then that means you have already found us. So hello. Hi. We, uh, we hope you enjoyed this complete, you know, just utter takedown of, of a <clears throat> classic. And uh, you know what? If you want to hear more of this, then you've got like a good. Actually, we're we're closing in on almost 200 episodes, which is oh, shit pants there. bananas. But we're almost there, so you got a backlog to go through for sure. Uh, and you can find that as well as all of our our other good stuff, including the Patreon. Uh, which, by the way, at the time of this recording, if you join right now, you too can get in on the King of Games 1992 tournament in which we have gathered a a veritable pantheon of podcasters to scientifically and objectively determine the best game of the year 1992. We will be taking no questions. Thank you for coming to our talk. And so you can get in on that early. It will eventually make it to this main feed here. But I mean, why would you want to wait? And for as little as one U.S. American ducat, you too can get in on the action. So consider that. And... We also have our merch store, as well as the YouTube channel where we upload uh, versions of these episodes, as well as the recordings of our live streams, which we do over at Twitch, which Chris, my esteemed co-host, is going to tell you a little bit more about. Yeah, so if you head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover, we stream almost every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So head over there. We play a game of some kind. We have a great community. We talk about... I don't know what food we'd rather do or dumb thing we'd rather do with the booty challenge. If you don't know, that's why you need to head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover. And we hope to see you there. Great company, great community, much like our discord. A lot of them are from our discord, which you should also go and check out. But yeah, twitch.tv slash retro hangover Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, they the they seem to just love having me play spoopy games so that I can get scared and they can enjoy that vicariously so i enjoy it too i guess that's a thing that's happening so there 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 you have it so get in on that action but with all of that being said until next time play with your pulsating ginormous girthy bow staff joysticks shane here with a quick message You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee. And Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part, no added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in head first with full 12 ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's bit.ly slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.